This message is brought to you by Supernatural Life Ministry. Receive with excitement and grasp with passion the engrafted Word of God as it comes your way through God's servant, Ike Aziji, of the Supernatural Life Ministry. A man called by God with an embodiment of great grace and a mandate to reawake the greatness in you and to deliver mankind from every deception of the enemy. Now get ready for an unusual encounter with the Word of God that will take your life to the next level. Continue on our series, and we started the beginning of the month, and we are still on the supernatural, and we are on His exceeding glory. Somebody say His exceeding glory. Hallelujah. So you are designed to walk in the exceeding glory of God. Amen. And, you know, I'm going to track back a little bit again. You see, we started, we said that, um, that there are three dimensions of the supernatural. We say one is faith, the second is the anointing, and the third is the glory of God. And we said that the glory of God is the invisible manifest presence of God. Amen? And the glory of God is God himself doing his work according to his will and his sovereignty. And we say the sovereignty of God is God doing what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and however he wants to do it. And nobody has the power to stop that. Amen? And we say that we are coming under that cloud of that glory from this month. Because this is the month of the visitation of the glory of God in your life. Can you shout amen? So we said that it was the glory of God, not faith, that brought out the children of Israelite from the camp of the Egyptians. Amen? So we are starting this morning from Exodus chapter 13 and verse 21 and 22. The Bible says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and night, he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Amen? That is what is happening in your life this, this month. You see, as you go around, as this enemy is throwing this pestilence of coronavirus around, God is saying it's going to be like a pillar of fire. Pillar of fire in the night. And a pillar of cloud in the day for you. Somebody shout amen. Oh, somebody shout amen. So he said, you're going to be like a pillar of fire in your life. Hallelujah. A pillar of fire by the day. It's going to be a pillar of fire by the night and a pillar of cloud by the day in your life. Amen. This is how God led the children of Israelite. And the enemy couldn't touch them. The enemy couldn't stop them. They were not pushovers because the glory of God was upon their lives. And that is what we have on in your life this season. In fact, in your life this season, it's not just going to be the glory. It's going to be the exceeding, surpassing glory of God. Can you shout it loud, amen? Now, I said that, you see, the children of Israel had no faith. The Bible says in Psalm 78, from verse 22 and 23, it said, because they did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation, yet, yet, he had commanded a cloud above them and opened the doors of heaven. You see, I went to the mall yesterday 
I went to Superstore. I couldn't say anything to buy. People are rushing to buy things as if the world is coming to an end. I ran to Walmart. I couldn't find anything to buy. Most of the things I wanted to buy, I couldn't buy them. Everything was finished. In fact, Walmart put a, put a symbol there and said, don't pick an item, three, any item you want to pick, don't pick more than three. If not, they will not sell it to you. Oh, yesterday. <laughs> because of the virus. People are going to buy things that can last them for, maybe for the whole year, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't buy five things to buy. I was running around. You know? So, but God, even if your faith is not enough, God said, I'm going to release my glory <laughs> in this season for you. You see, people are so scared and so afraid. But God, we have our, 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 our encouragement, our support from the Bible. If God could lead these people and help them when they had no faith, what about you? So in this season, it doesn't matter how this thing is flying around, it will not come near you. I say, it will not come near you. Shout amen. It will not come near your family. He said they did not have faith, but God still, God still released the glory in their life. Your faith might not be enough. I'm telling you. You might be scared sometimes. That's okay. But the glory of God will cover you. Will cover your family. So don't be afraid that, that that's something that's beyond your measure of faith that is coming in your life this season. And that will pr bring protection preservation, deliverance from every attack and assault of the enemy. Can you shout it loud? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you see, even Moses himself, who is the leader of the children of Israelite, at some point, Moses never had enough anointing to draw the power of God. He never had it. And the Bible says in Numbers chapter 11 and verse 21 and 22, he said, and Moses said, the people whom I am, am among are 600,000 600, men on foot. Yet you have said, he's talking about God, yet you have said, I will give them meat that they may eat for a whole month. Shall flocks and hearts be slaughtered for them to provide enough for them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them? To provide enough for them. At this point, as anointed as Moses was, he never had faith that God could do it. He has seen God open the Red Sea. He has seen God command the water from the rocks. He has seen God send manna from heaven. Yet, at some point in his life, his faith was shaken. He had no faith that God could do it because it was too much for him. I don't know what is too much for you right now. You are looking at it, you look, it, you, it, looks, it looks so overwhelming in your life that you are thinking how could this be done? How am I going to fix this in my life? God has sent me to tell you that he's going to release his glory. His glory will do it. Your faith might not be enough. You might not have enough anointing to get it done. But God is telling someone this morning, I'm going to send my glory in your life to get it done for you. Somebody shout a loud amen. amen. Somebody shout a loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. So you see, look at verse 23, Numbers chapter 11 and verse 23. And the Lord said to Moses, Has the Lord arm be shortened? Now you shall see 
whether I whether what I say will happen to you or not. You see, at this point, God never required his faith. He never required his anointing. You will see if what I've spoken in your life will come to pass or not. And that's the same thing God is telling you. You will see if what I've decreed in your life this year will come to pass or not. I don't need your faith. I don't need your anointing. I'm not saying you shouldn't grow your faith. I'm not saying you shouldn't develop your faith. You should as a believer. But when you come to that point, that end of the road, when you are so confused, you don't know what to do. You don't know the way out. God said, I should tell you that my glory will get it on. What God was saying here is that I don't need your faith and your anointing. I'm going to command my sovereignty and my glory to get a half in your life. Can you shout amen? That will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. You see, the glory brought them silver and gold. You see, um, I'm Psalm 105, verse 37. The Bible says, He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among them. When, he, when the glory brought them out, he didn't bring them out empty. He brought them out millionaires. He brought, it out, he brought them out blessed. Imagine you want to leave a city. You have been in captivity in that city. And you tell the owner of the city that they should borrow you your silver, their silver and their gold. And they know you're not coming back. And they gave it to you. That was the glory of God. They lent to them, their Egyptians lent to them their gold and their silvers for free. And they went with them. You see, what I want to tell you this morning is the glory brought them out with silver and gold. The glory brought them out healed. No one was sick. I decree in your life, any sickness in your body right now, I command them to be dissolved by the glory of God. To be dissolved by the glory of God. Anything that looks impossible in your health, in your body, I decree they are dissolved by the glory of God. In case you're watching, watching us online, I decree in your life right now, anything that looks like a disease, a concern in your health, I decree by the glory they are dissolved. Receive your healing this morning. Receive your deliverance this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are healed in your soul. You are healed in your body. You are healed in your spirit. Come on, shout glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, now I want to show you something. The glory and the race of Lazarus. You see, many of us never understood that it was the glory of God that raised Lazarus from the dead. You see, I want to, I want to John chapter 11, verse 11. I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but I'm going to break it down so you're going to understand it. John 11, verse 11. These things he said, that's talking about Jesus. And after that, he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. That Jesus talking. This is not a suggestion. This is a decision. I am, he's dead. I am going there to wake him up. Amen? You see, you know what led to this? I want to read the next verse so you can understand me. God said, I'm going to, I'm going to raise him. I'm going to allow the manifestation of my sovereignty and my glory. Because Jesus allowed, he heard that Lazarus was sick. He never wanted to go there. He waited until Lazarus was dead. And he waited until he was in the grave for four days. 
before he decided to go. Because he wants to show forth his sovereignty and his glory and the glory of God. Can you shout amen? You see, if you read the next verse, that will give you an understanding of what I want to say now. Uh, John chapter 11 and verse 15. And for your sake, Jesus talking to his disciples. That's the story. You can read the whole story. Jesus, and for you and for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. You see that? But let us go to him. Jesus was talking to his disciples. You see, why Jesus said this was because, you see, if you read the book of Matthew, I think Matthew chapter 9, if I'm not wrong, if you, about the story of Jairus, who uh, the daughter was dead. And Jairus was, was with Jesus going to heal the daughter when the daughter was sick. And they said, worry not the master anymore, your daughter is dead. And Jesus and the disciples went there, and the girl was dead for a couple of hours. And Jesus raised that girl up. There was a question whether the girl was really dead when Jesus rose him. Because that girl was dead for hours before Jesus rose him up. He raised her up. So the disciples of Jesus was even doubting if that girl was really dead. They were doubting it. So, so that, was when, that, that was the reason when Lazarus died, Jesus said, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm going to wait until he's dead and in the grave, so that you, my disciples, will believe me. Because when he did the first one, in that Jairus place, they never believed him. There was argument whether that girl was really dead or not. <laughs> they were, I don't think he, she died. Now, Jesus said, so that you, my disciples, may believe me. So, you, so I will show my glory as my disciples, I don't need your faith. Amen? Okay, let's keep reading. I'm going to cut it short. Now, if you read verse 40, John 11, verse 40, it's when Jesus came to Mary, Mary was like, Mary was like, Master, if you were here, my daughter, my, my, my brother wouldn't have been dead. And they were crying. Martha was crying. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to raise your, your brother up. She was doubting. Now, she was still complaining and doubting if, God, if Jesus could do it. It's, it's, Jesus told them, roll away the stone. He said, no, 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 don't do that. He, was, he has been there for four days. He's smelling. And Jesus told, told her, and Jesus said to her, John eleven forty, did I not say to you that if you will believe, you will see the glory? If you believe. You know, the truth was that Martha never believed. Is if you read the story of Jesus very well, if any time Jesus requires your faith, he will ask you. He's going to ask you a question. He said, do you believe I can do this? Anytime he requires you to have faith on something, you're going to ask you. See, two blind men followed Jesus from in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 29 or so. And they said, can, Master, please, can you open our eyes? Jesus said, told, told them, do you believe I can open your eyes? So if Jesus had required the faith of matter, when he would have asked matter, do you believe I can raise a brother from the dead? He just told Martha, whether you believe or you don't believe, I am here to raise Lazarus from the dead. My glory and my sovereignty will raise her from the dead. Can you shout amen? Because he has already said it in the book of, in, the, in verse 11 of that chapter, I am going there to raise him up. So he never required the faith of the disciples. He never required the faith of Martha. He never required the faith of Mary. 
he is going there to show forth the glory of God in the life of, in the life of Lazarus. And that was exactly what happened. So, I decree in your life, whatever that is dead, that is weak, that is not working, that is malfunctioning, in the name of Jesus, that thing is visited by the glory of God right now. That thing is resurrected by the glory of God right now. In your life, the glory will raise your body, will resurrect your soul, will resurrect your bladder, your kidney, your vein, your artery, your mental system. Anything that is weak by the glory of God, I decree those things in your body receive resurrection. They receive life in the name of Jesus. The glory will release life in your direction this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now you see the glory and the rest of Jesus. You know, we, I told you that it was the glory of God that resurrected Jesus from the dead. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4 that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. You see, he's talking about that's a dimension of the Spirit of God that is called the glory. That was what raised Jesus from the dead. So the glory has the power to lift your life from every dungeon of affliction, every dungeon of sickness, every dungeon of evil. The glory has the power to resurrect your life. Can you shout amen? It has the power. In the glory of God is all aspect of his power. And the glory of God is coming upon your life this morning. To lift you up, to resurrect your life, to bring result and solution to your destiny in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the last one before we read this morning. That is the exceeding glory of God. This is found the exceeding glory of the new covenant. I'm gonna be reading this, I'm gonna read the three, the three verses together. I'm gonna to explain it to you before we pray. Now, you see, the children of Israel they experience the glory. And we are designed to experience the exceeding glory, the surpassing glory. See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 7, it said, Now, if the ministry of death, carved in letters on stone, came with such glory that Israelite could not gaze at, him, at, him, at Moses' face because of his glory, which was being brought to an end. I want to follow this very carefully. Now I'm reading verse 8. Will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. Somebody shout amen. amen. Okay, verse 10 and 11. Second Corinthians chapter ten, uh, chapter three, from verse ten and verse eleven. Indeed, in this case, what once had glory has come to have no glory at all, because of the glory that surfaces it. For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent have glory. Can you shout amen? You see, what he's talking about is that he's talking about the ministry of the old covenant. You see, he's talking about the old covenant. He's talking about Moses and the children of Israelite. He said, if the ministry of the law, if the ministry of the old covenant, 
if the ministry of condemnation, if the ministry that was fasting away was glorious, how much more the ministry of the spirit of grace, which is in your life, how much more is the ministry of the spirit of life in Christ? How much more is the ministry of the new covenant, the ministry of righteousness, the ministry of justification? How much more? Won't, won't that bring more glory in your life? Can you shout glory to God? If what they experience was glorious, what you should experience should be more glorious because we are in the new covenant. Amen? Do you understand this? If what the experience was glorious, we should experience something most glorious. If fighting the Red Sea was glorious, if manna falling from heaven was glorious, if water gushing out of the rocks was glorious, if quail or meat flying into the camp of the children of Israelite four feet above the ground, if that was glorious, we not the spirit of glory, the spirit of God, which no longer lives in temples and in tabernacles, which now lives in you. We not that spirit gives you much more exceeding glory. Will your life not experience much more glory? If the saw God turned impossible situation in their life in the Old Testament. Will God not do much more in your life? That's what he's talking about. With that ministry of glory, the experience is much more, the ministry of glory, the experience is much more less. The Bible call it, it's the ministry that was coming to an end. That is to say, their ministry was an, an outdated ministry. We are now in the ministry of the new covenant. We are not that ministry of the spirit of God that lives inside of you, help you to experience more glory in your life. Can you shout amen? That is to say your life is designed to smell the exceeding glory of God. Your life is designed to manifest the exceeding glory of God. Can you shout amen? And I decree in the life of somebody this morning, your life will experience your life will experience, your life will experience the manifest glory of God in every aspect of your life. In your finances, in your health, in your career, in your business, in the works of your hand, your hand will experience a more surpassing glory, a more exceeding glory in your life in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Your life is designed to experience more glory than what they experience. So whatever you're going through now is a temporal situation. And I decree the glory of God will change it today. In this month of visitation, the glory of God will turn it around in your life. Somebody shout out receive it. The glory will turn it around. You're going to change it, whatever it is. Believe in the power of God. Those people experienced things that were imaginable. The children of Israelite, they were wearing clothes and shoes for 40 years, and the clothes and the shoe was, we are growing with them. That was glory. That was glorious. 
they wear one, one, one cloth, one shoe, all through their stay in the wilderness for 40 years. Yet, the cloth, as they are growing, the cloth we are growing. That was glorious. And Jesus is, God is saying, when your life experience something better than that, you are carrying the spirit of God in you. The Bible says, see Christ in you, the hope of glory. What that means that the, what we are talking about, we know Christ is in you, the hope of glory. If you read Colossians 1.27, I don't have that on the screen. But what God is saying, I want the glory on the inside to manifest on the outside. I want the glory you are carrying on the inside to manifest on the outside so that people will see the manifest glory of God in your life. Yes, you are carrying glory, but we are carrying, you are carrying glory, but you want that glory to be seen by everyone around you. Want that glory to be revealed. Want that glory to be seen. Can you shout hallelujah? Okay, we're going to pray very shortly. Now, current, uh, um, the same second Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 12 to 13, he said, since we have such a hope, we are very bold, not like Moses. Amen? Not like Moses who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelite might not gaze at his outcome of what was being brought to an end. Do you understand that? You see, he's talking about the veil. You see, the children of Israelite, they were not able to look at the face of Moses because of the glory that Moses was carrying. You see, and the Bible said that veil is the veil of condemnation that comes from the law that says you don't measure up. And what that veil is. And you cannot see the exceeding glory when you are in the veil. And the Bible says that that veil has been taken away in Christ. That veil is no longer there. Amen? Okay, let me read that for you. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 16. Since we have sought... Oh, verse 16. Okay, okay, I've read it before. Is it? Okay, oh, okay, yeah. So... Okay, that should be 17. I didn't put it on the board now. What is saying that if that veil is a veil of condemnation, but in Christ, that veil has been removed. That is to say that we, ha we are not free from spells of the enemy. We are, we, are, we are free from the causes of the enemy. We are free from the chains of the enemy. We are free from this virus that is in town. Because the glory of God is a shield that covers your life. That covers our life. Now in Christ, we have freedom and deliverance from the condemnation of the law. If the old covenant was a covenant of condemnation, then we are now in the new covenant that is in Christ. The veil is now removed. Now we are now under the exceeding glory of God. Every spell, every causes, every chain, anything designed to stop you is destroyed. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I'm going to pray this morning. The Bible says, For behold, Isaiah chapter 16, verse 2, Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and cross darkness the people. For the Lord will rise the law will, ar will arise over you and his glory will be seen over you. Can you shout amen? So the spirit of glory of the new covenant, of the new covenant grace, will be revealed, will be made real, will be manifested, will be clearly seen in your life. Can you shout amen?
Can you shout amen? So I came to declare to someone this morning, you are about to enter into the season of receiving glory. The God of the total turnaround is in your house. I said the God of the total turnaround is in your life. The God of the total turnaround is with you. He is about to rise up strong in your situation. I said he's about to rise up strong in your situation. For that thing you have been trying to figure out how to do it. The wisdom of God will explode on your inside to give you the solution that will change the situation. Can you shout amen? Whatever they have, take, they, have, they have taken from you is coming back. I don't know what have denied you. I don't know what have taken from you. Anything they have taken from your life is coming back. Whatever that is shutting down in your life is coming back up. Whatever that is shutting down in your system, in your body, in your career, in your finances, in your family, they are coming back up. I said they are coming back up. In the name of Jesus, God is bringing you out of that ditch. God is bringing you out of that trouble. God is bringing you out of that situation. In the mighty name of Jesus, the glory of God, the exceeding glory of the new covenant grace will release wisdom, will release understanding, will release direction, will release strength into your life and your destiny. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout out, receive it. Shout out, receive it. There's a turnaround happening to somebody this morning. God will turn all the situation in your life around and give you a testimony. And the attack that you see will not come near you. This attack will not come near your life or your family. In the name of Jesus, I decree protection and preservation over you. God guides you, preserves you, protects you, delivers you, and blesses you. In the name of Jesus. Are you blessed this morning? Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you the praise and the glory. Let them be magnified. Thank you, ancient of the days, for your word this morning is released in glory. And everyone at the sound of my voice receive divine preservation and intervention of heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus. But I will thank you. Let them be glorified. Thank you for your word. It's bringing solution in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.